Are you a peacemaker? Can you keep your spiritual cool when the world is on fire all around you? Hello, I'm Dr. Andrew Marquez, and this is the Baptist on the Bible podcast. Here is your 7 at 7 devotion. It is a devotion offered every Monday and Friday at 7 a.m. designed to encourage you at the beginning and end of your work week. Today we are looking at Daniel chapter 5, continuing our series called The End of an Empire. And we're going to look at what happens when God shows up in the midst of our sin. But let's go ahead and read the verses, and then we'll talk more about it. Beginning at verse 5 of Daniel 5, it says, In the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his hips were loosened and his knees knocked against each other. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. The king spoke, saying to the wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck, and he shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now all the king's wise men came, but they could not read the writing or make known to the king its interpretation. Then King Belshazzar was greatly troubled, his countenance was changed, and his lords were astonished. What an incredible scene, right? This is an amazing moment when Belshazzar sees the hand of God, and it's not in a way that he would have liked. We have just finished our discussion of a blasphemy, a blasphemous banquet that Belshazzar engaged in, where he used the temple vessels to bless false gods. It it was an act of sacrilege. And so God now responds. And so today we're going to talk about abodement and blundering. And what is abodement? Well, that is an omen, a prediction of the future. In this case, it is ominous, right? In the midst of this grand carousing drunken revelry, a detached harbinger hand appears and begins writing on the plaster wall across the lampstand. The illumined white plaster made the hand and its writing visible for all to see. In fact, we believe we have dug this up in uh, Babylon through excavations, and it's pretty grand, this uh, marvelous room and this long wall that would have been a perfect backdrop for God to write the judgment of the nation. A literal translation of this passage says that Belshazzar looked at the palm of the hand, which means that he kind of was looking directly up above his head is this hand that's writing. How terrifying. Belshazzar probably reacts properly in this situation. He has a nervous breakdown. His face changes, his thoughts are troubled, his knees knock, and his hips go limp. Uh, Some uh, commentators have suggested that this is indicating that he even lost control of his bowels. The text says that he was calling out with strength and screaming for his wise men. He offers three items. He says, okay, I'll give a purple robe, which would signify royalty, and I will give a golden necklace, which would grant rank. And then I will permit someone to come to the third in command of the kingdom, which would be an establishing rule. So he offers these three great gifts. Of course, he can't give second in command because he is ruling underneath his father. So he is second in command. So he is giving everything he can to anyone who can help. So now we have the wise men show up. We're going to call these the maladroit magi, the incompetent, the bumbling boobs. They can never get it right. And once again, they enter into the story unable to discern God's decrees because they operate outside of the wisdom that can come only from God. I don't know why he keeps these guys around, but their incompetence leaves him frazzled and all of his lords in utter shock. 
So what is our takeaway? In a rebellious society today, God is still giving warnings. He is giving signs and calling us to repentance because the judgment is sure. How should we view the current situation in light of Scripture? Is there a spiritual view of the pandemic, right? The pandemic we're going through is not the first warning that God has fired trying to get our attention. In fact, just look around. We have reduced birth rate. That's the death of a nation. Since 1950, all the way until 1990, we had steady decline of birth rate, and it continues to decline. We have marriage rates declining. We have single-parent homes on the increase. We have societal unrest. We see floods and fires and rumors of war. Can you see the writing on the wall? Our response as a society is more like Belshazzar's than God calls us to be in repentance. We are having a nervous breakdown, ruled by fear. We are uh, turning to old sources of comfort rather than to God. We'll make desperate deals with those that are in authority or with power. We'll, We'll vote for politicians who promise us peace if we'll just surrender our freedom. They promise to keep us safe if we'll wear a mask, get a vaccine, stay away from people, don't go to church. Be responsible and love your neighbor. The wisdom of the world has left all of us awestruck and dumbfounded, just as Belshazzar and his lords. This is not how the people of God react in the midst of chaos. What we do is we look at the scripture. We see the signs and recognize the consequence of sin in our world. And so we just remember what Jesus said when he would talk to the Galileans who were talking about a tower that fell down. And he says, do you believe that they were more righteous? or that they were worse sinners than all the Galileans who suffered such things. When the tower fell on 18 and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all the men who dwelt in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. While people panic around us, we must remain stalwart, grounded on the rock of Christ. We do not make desperate deals. We call for mercy and fall at the feet of Jesus Christ. We show hope to the world by reminding the people of the world that there is a new world to come. Be a calm warrior. I wanted to close with a story from the Peace Corpsman's guidebook for those that went to Brazil. It discusses what to do if you are attacked by a python. It says, don't run because the python can outrun you. Rather, lay on your back with your feet together and your arms together and let the python begin to swallow you. When the python gets a certain way up your leg, calmly take out your knife and cut off its head. We have to be calm in the midst of chaos because a quick reaction here would result in the python crushing the individual. But if the python thought the individual was dead, it would carefully and slowly attack. If we are calm in the midst of chaos, we will be able to withstand all of the crazy going around us and be prepared to respond when the judgment of God has run its course. All right? Be faithful, be calm, be a peacemaker. God bless and take care.